Will sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Paul's podcast this week with Scott and with Paul. Good afternoon, mate. Good afternoon. This is a bit weird. We're in the Balaban Sound Studio for the first time in a year and a half. I thought it was probably longer. No, no, I've only lived where I have for a year and a half, so. And we pretty much jumped straight down there, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we? We tried it, we liked it. Yeah, yeah back in my newly decorated dining room. So uh, good to see you here. More than welcome. Thank you. You might not be saying that when we talk about, you know, the movie that I selected for you this week. I'm not too sure what your thoughts are on this. You're a bit cagey on this I, one. I have been very quiet. Yeah. Dear listener, what's happened? Um, Liam can't be with us this week. So the three original movies that we would have been discussed have been put on the back burner. But Paul was available. So we said, oh, let's just do a couple of episodes this evening. We'll choose a movie for each other. So our next episode we're going to announce at the end of this one. But for Paul, this week... I've thought, you know what, let's go Best Oscar, Best Picture winner, <laughs> which he's, he's not always a fan of. <laughs> let's pick something where Paul doesn't like Oscar bait, Annie. Yep. <laughs> but it's got Dustin Hoffman in it, who you're a bit of a fan of. Yeah, Meryl Streep. Who you're like. not a fan of. <laughs> but she it's, wasn't in it that much. No, so. and it's a, a, a schmaltzy, bit of a tear anti-romance, tearjerker type movie. Which obviously is Kramer versus Kramer from 1979. Before we go into the review proper, I mean, they talk about this Oscar bait hate. What what is it? We've said this before. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the Oscars. You you are not particularly. I, I appreciate good films that win Oscars. Yep. I don't appreciate films that are made 90 percent purely just to get awards. They're, they're the usually the director or the producer's one masterpiece in their life sort yeah. of thing. It's and been building up to yeah, it. <laughs> they're not doing it to make millions at the box office. They're doing it to please the critics and and the select few. What's a typical Oscar bait movie in your in your mind? Something like with Daniel Day Lewis doing yeah, something yeah, my a left bit, foot yeah, things like that. It's so. that sort of thing for you, yeah, isn't it? The piano and yeah. Um, I'm just thinking the best picture winners recently. One, ones that touch on a a moving subject. Twelve Years a Slave, for instance. Do you uh, think that's as, definite Oscar bait? As yet? soon as that, someone put <laughs> pen to paper on that. So, <laughs> I mean, the subject matter alone, it, it's gonna it's gonna please the voters, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Not, not being funny, but you'll get the critics that won't want to criticise it 
because of the subject matter. Yeah. And so they have to go the opposite way. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a rubbish film. I have not seen it. Oh, you're not? Okay. Okay. I have no real interest in seeing it. But quite often, say, it is a subject matter. Someone with a disability. That's um, that's always a good winner, isn't it? Talking to Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, you know, that was written all over it, yeah. Yeah, and wasn't the piano, wasn't she deaf? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. my left foot, as you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there is... Isn't that brought up in Tropic Thunder? Is it Robert Downey Jr.'s character always plays like... Like he, he blacked up, didn't he, for it? And he's always playing disabled characters to try and get that Oscar. I'm sure that's the running gag. It's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matron. Yeah. But then, when you look at, say, the list of Oscar nominees this year, and Joker has got 11 nominations, that's yeah. not an Oscar bait movie. No, no, but... But on the list, I'm trying to think what's there. Marriage Story possibly is the biggest one there. Um, it's it's like, was it last year when you had um, the billboard, three billboards? That was the year before. year before, it? Crikey, it was been, it that long year ago? before? And the... Yeah, Shape of Water. Shape and of Water. Films that right up until sort of award season... You don't know nothing about No one had even heard of these things. <laughs> They'd not had a box office release or a very quiet one at that. Yeah. And all of a sudden... Well, what it is, there's a cut-off point around about January. Yeah. So what they will do is they will release them towards the tail end of the year. Little Women this year. Yes. That's, so that's probably yeah. Oscar bait for you. Yeah. Bring it out on Christmas Day or whatever it was, Boxing Day, because it's fresh in the mind. People have forgotten that Joker came out yeah. a year ago. Parasite came out a year ago. You know, all the ones that are the best picture nominees mm. this year are quite... 1917 only came out at I Christmas. See Tarantino has got, or the film um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's been a, nominated for a couple. Tell us your thoughts on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because I haven't seen it yet. You know me, love Tarantino yeah. films. Um, I know what your thoughts are, because you've told me. Go on. E- <laughs> tell even me um, Jackie Brown, which I didn't like first watch. Second time, we, second we both time, loved, loved it. Yeah. it. Yeah. It's just a difficult watch. And I don't mean difficult as in the subject matter. Yeah. I mean difficult as in to keep your attention to this two-and-a-half-hour film coming to a <laughs> ten-minute... Didn't you say there's, like, 45 minutes or something you could just completely lose or something? You could lose an hour and a half for that film. <laughs> but that's Tarantino. Yeah, and usually it works. But in this case for you, it didn't. No. Have you it... seen Death Proof? Yes, yeah, and that was all right for you. Yeah, that fine. whole that whole run up to the ten minute car chase. Yeah, because it um, was quite gritty and it was quite yeah interesting. This, but I have to say, Brad Pitt in this was fantastic. We've I've, been saying this for years, the, though, haven't the we? About him, best acting I've seen. Yeah. that guy, and it was trying to draw on set in the late sixties, wasn't it? So it was yeah, it's uh, the uh, Manson, Manson yeah, and yeah, you notice those things. I didn't even know about it before I watched it but oh, yeah right, okay. I, I picked up on it yeah but they say the ending just lacks the usual Tarantino punch Oof, yeah and yeah I was um, disappointed and I know with say Jackie Brown I'll, the second watch was better yeah but you don't think the second watch it, of this will get yeah and it also took me about 20 years to watch it a second time so 
maybe in 20 years I will sit down and watch this again but I'm not going to waste another two and a half hours of my life anytime soon it's strange I'm going to watch it soon myself um, I'm quite looking forward to it. As I say, we, we're all big fans of Tarantino. Yeah. I mean, there's a big a Tarantino that you haven't liked because you didn't like Jackie Brown. No, no. There isn't, I is mean, there? No. No. Um, what was the... Hateful Eight was the... Hateful Eight, I struggled a little mm. on the build-up. Just a little. Um, just but you know it's going to go somewhere. Yeah. It's Tarantino. But there was, the there was some really strong characters in there that yeah. just brought it together yeah and, and it was worth the wait yeah yeah and i i love everything else all, I've seen all nine or whatever it is yeah. so far all been good that's interesting so you you don't pay a lot of interest to the oscars do you it's just no it's a nothing to you isn't it Whereas, um if if there's a film i've seen and liked and it's up for a nomination i'll, I'll show some interest because i'll i want that. like to see the, <laughs> yeah. yeah but as you say i mean little women <laughs> right, so it's your movie all over, really. So it's <laughs> it's a modern, or not not so set modern, but a a new, a, a new adaptation mm. of. And of course, it's it's about feminism and women, about little women coming through. <laughs> yeah, and so it is commercially absolutely prime time with the movement from last year of of all the sexual harassment and that. So some very clever people have got it together at the right time. And yeah. But then what hasn't worked is Greta Gerwig who directed it. There's no female directors nominated this year. No. Do you remember that thing a couple of years ago when it was Oscars so white or something and then mm, yes. Well now yeah, it's, yeah. it's Oscars so male now. Oh dear. Yeah. They could never get it right. Never get the balance right the Oscars for some reason. The, the thing is if there's Hundred films shortlisted to to be nominees, say for instance, and only two or three of those are directed by women. Yeah, the odds are that they're not going to get in there. Yeah, yeah, maths sort of dictates yeah. that. <laughs> and I wouldn't care if it was all women nominated if they were the best in their field. Yeah. This is what Stephen King said this week. I think it was. He said because he's a, a voting member of the Academy, Stephen mm. King. And he said, it's not a case of diversity for me. He said, it's a case of what's best. Yeah. But the backlash that is, that's come from that comment. Really? Apparently, yeah. Surely it's supposed to be on talent. Yeah. So it doesn't doesn't matter if there was only 10 men and 90 women, mm. but the 10 men produced the produced best the films. Produced the 10 best films. Then, yeah, yeah. it's got to go that way. Yeah. It's, it's created a real stink, apparently. Anyway. Hmm. We I, I, yeah, well, as we usually do. I'm looking forward to the Oscars for me because it's, you know, for me, it's the old, the romance, the old, the whole Hollywood thing yeah. for me. And I've I've loved it because go back and watch some of the older Oscars. I'm talking golden age of Hollywood. And you, and you see those old stars collecting their awards. And it meant something back yes. then. It doesn't, I know it doesn't mean anything now apart from money in the studios and the producers pockets because yeah. it will generate more people watching the movie that's it and the next movie they're in the, yeah, the advertisers <laughs> yeah of course so I just like it for the glamour and the, the whole tradition of it mm. and, I, and I'll be up at two o'clock in the morning watching it no problem at all let's see how it goes hopefully this episode should go out before the Oscars actually because they're due on the, I think it's the 9th of February the Sunday night 
Because uh, it's Super Bowl on the second, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, it's the week that's after. That's the one I'll be up to. You'll be three, up to the same same as, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the Oscars is the week after. Enough of this rubbish. Let's let's talk about Kramer versus Kramer. We'll be back after this. Trailer. Trailer. All right, a little closer together. Come on, smile. That's it. Hold it. Isn't this terrific? Columbia Pictures presents Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep in Kramer vs. Kramer. I just got to call the office before they go. Joe, you're going to be real proud of me. I'm leaving you. Was this some kind of joke? Did you know that all the best chefs are men? You got some shell in there. Oh, uh, it's all right. You like your French toast crunchy, don't you? <laughs> no, Mommy always buys the kind with the orange circles on it. I want my son. You can't have him. What makes you so sure he doesn't want me? Wait. I'm not that late to him. Only 20 minutes. All the other mothers were there before you. It will never happen again, okay? I'm not saying he doesn't need his father, but I really believe he needs me more. I'm his mother. <gasps> My wife says that she loves Billy, and I believe she does, but I'd like to know what law is it that says that a woman is a better parent simply by virtue of her sex. How's it feel? Good. Okay, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. That's terrific. I love you, Billy. Oh, that's terrific. How do you feel? Good. You look great. Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. Released in the UK the 18th of March, 1980. Directed by Robert Benton. Starring Dustin Hoffman, Meryl Streep, Jane Alexander, Justin Henry, Howard Duff... Joe Beth Williams. The storyline, quite simply, is this. Ted Kramer's wife leaves him, allowing for a lost bond to be rediscovered between Ted and his son, Billy. But a heated custody battle ensues over the divorced couple's son, deepening the wounds left by the separation. First time watch for Paul. Mm. I threw this at you. Yep. Not knowing where this was going to go. Um, I think I know your movie choices pretty well now. We've known each other for a fair few years. And this one is right on the borderline. He's either going to love it or he's going to fucking hate it. I'm sensing you quite liked it. Just give us a... You know that thing I do is love it, hate it, liked it sort of thing. Where where do we fall with this one? Um, I like to... I like going towards (laughs) love it. Oh, okay. So, okay, right, I'm, I'm good with this. Okay. So you've got no history with this movie whatsoever apart from the, watching it today, yesterday. The only history, I, I remember this when it came out. Yep. And I would have been 10, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mum going to the cinema to watch oh, it. Oh, right, okay. And my mum never goes to the cinema. <laughs> she hasn't been since. <laughs> and I just... Knew from that that it was a film that wouldn't interest me because it was one of your mum's movies. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all got one of them. Yeah, haven't we? <laughs> it, it's it's that kind of thing where no, if if my yeah. mum who so many years older than me likes it, I'm no, I don't want to be associated with that film. <laughs> <laughs> my ex father in law, he went to see. The original Jurassic Park when it came out, 92, whatever it was, yeah. 92, 93. 
And I was sitting around their house and he was talking about it. Yeah, I went to see that Jurassic Park. And my ex-mother-in-law, she walked in and she went, yeah, I remember the last time we went to the pictures. She went, (laughs) what was it, Mum? She went, John Wayne was in it. It was the fucking Alamo. That was in 1960. Jeez. (laughs) But there is this certain movies that, like you say, come around Oscar season and you know that they're going to appeal to a certain type of audience. Yeah. And this is well, it's got Meryl Streep in it. You know, there's going to be some Oscar nominations in there somewhere. Yeah, but how how popular was Meryl Streep at that time? Well, this is the beginning of it almost. You know, she had that brief part in The Deer Hunter. Sophie's Choice was in the following year, possibly. French Lieutenant's Woman will be after this. Right. It's uh, it, this is the beginning of the, the Meryl Streep onslaught, yeah. basically. I think. I am not saying she's a bad actress. She's just but annoying. I, I just don't like her. Yeah. She's one of those people that, yeah, does annoy me. <laughs> I think we've all got one of those as well, haven't we? There's an actor or an actress that he's like, as and, soon as they come on, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, and I'm going to say without knowing too many of her movies, but I don't think she's very diverse. She just plays Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> or it's it's going to be, she's going to be an emotional female in it. That's what she does so well, like yeah. you say. Yeah, that's no, that's fine. That's fine for me. This is a strange one. There's a certain category of movie that I've got logged in my brain, right? And although this movie's got nothing to do with Christmas, apart from there's one, there is a yeah, scene. There's one brief scene where he goes for that job, and it's the office Christmas party, and they are making Christmas decorations and all that, right? But it's not a Christmas movie, no. right? But I always associate this film. With Christmas, because it was when I watched it. Right. Papillon's the same, right? That's definitely not. It's not a Christmas. No, no, this is weird. Bear with me, right? When this got his first TV premiere, BBC, whatever it was, it was Boxing Day, I don't know, 83, 84 back then. You know, there was a three, four, five year window, you know, before it was shown. And it's just about the year of VCRs coming in. So, wouldn't have had the chance to have seen it. So, it was the big premiere on Boxing Day at Christmas. So I always think of this as like being shown at Christmas. Willy Wonka was always another one, you know. Yeah, nothing to do with Christmas. But, but it's, always, I just associate it with yeah, Christmas. Same. And bizarrely, things like, and I know you hate this guy, Woody Allen movies, <laughs> because the BBC would always show a Woody Allen season at Christmas, and the Marx Brothers. They would always show the Marx Brothers at Christmas. So I'm always like, when it comes around to Christmas, I, I tend to sort of watch stuff like this. And I was going to watch Kramer versus Kramer this Christmas, just gone. Never got round to it. That's why I suggested it to you. Okay. So, so you just wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch it. an excuse. I didn't care less what you thought of it. I just wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd have been about 14, 15 when I first saw it. Yeah. And just at the time, I was just aware it was an Oscar winning movie. Didn't know nothing about it. But I loved it. I, I just love the realism of it. Um, we know how good an actor Dustin Hoffman is. Yeah. I I thought it was quite understated in this, actually. It's very natural, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of scenes in it where you expect him to go into full rage Dustin. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't happen. Like when he gets sacked. Yeah. All, all he done was... Walk thanks, out. thanks very much, or something. Or I, hope, I hope you're proud of yourself, or something. He says as he walks away, doesn't can't he? Remember, that was quite. A... Oh no, he says like I'm disappointed oh, or shame on you. Shame on you. That that's, was it. Yeah, because that's 
that was quite... It was his best mate. Yeah, it was quite, yeah. quite a bad thing to say. Yeah. Didn't lose it, just shame on you. Yeah. It's just like, it's probably more powerful than it's, if he'd had a rant. It's that thing when your mother always used to say, I'm not angry with you, I'm disappointed. disappointed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's good in this, though. He is, yeah. He was good in most things, but... Um, even in the court scenes... Um, He's quite restrained, isn't he? But you he can is. see they're pushing his buttons. Yeah, I mean, he loses it a bit mm. when he's on the stand. But yeah. it was a strange film, and this isn't a criticism, mm-hmm. because I quite like the fact they didn't spend too long on any particular part of the life. So yeah. we were introduced to them, they'd split up. We didn't know what their history was. Yeah, we, we didn't knew nothing know about anything their background. About that. Yeah. Um, and things like the we didn't see much of the 15 months she was away but there's a good progression isn't it because you can see the photos being added to the kids wall yeah it goes from him struggling and to manage his job as well as looking after the child and then a little bit later it suddenly he's, he's very comfortable in it and he's very loving and yeah, it's. Um, Do you know what I liked about the progression bit? Is whether he tries this initial routine of, right, I've got to make you French toast and all this. Yeah. But within a month, it's a case of, right, he picks up the newspaper off the doorstep, <laughs> yeah. puts down donuts. The kid actually gets the donuts from the cupboard. That, <laughs> and you know what like, that reminded me of? <laughs> Go on. Walking on wine. Because they're just so comfortable in each yeah. other's company. You know, the, thing. The, the breakfast. The, the, the stripper. Yeah. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I was just expecting a bit of music to come out of him to put the things down. But yeah, they, it was Kids just reading like, the funnies. He's reading the... Kid well, goes for a piss, he goes for a piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donuts come out of the cupboard. Orange juice, milk. They just sit there reading the papers, not saying a word. Yeah. And they become like two old men living together. Yeah, yeah, that progression, like you say, it's like, but that's been a, a month or six weeks yeah. in between of yeah, them. It, it didn't go into too much detail in things it didn't need to, and yeah. that's why I liked it. Yeah. Because it, certain films are made in a way to make the audience feel anxious and things like yeah. that, uh, uh, or angry, and, yeah. and it, it never concentrated too long on any scene that might create those emotions no no it was it was like a a fly on the wall type thing in yeah. that in that apartment wasn't it almost but at the same time you know you just get this gradual impression of things are not quite working out of work even though he's thinking he's got it all under control yeah it's certain little things the, again a funny little bit is when the kid rings him at work to say <laughs> You know, and he says, well, we had an agreement. You could only watch one hour TV. Yeah. But then he whispers down the phone, he went, yeah, there's a chocolate chip, chocolate chip. He goes like this for the, uh, whatever it was, or, or for the ice cream. Yeah. And you can see that part of his life slowly starting to deteriorate. But you're still not aware of what the consequences of it are going to be. Yeah. The, the acting of... Justin Henry. Oh, my word. I don't know how old he was when he made that. I'll have to have a look in a minute. I'll find but... out, but... Unbelievable. The bit that gets me is right at the very beginning. I don't know if they drugged him, got him drunk or whatever, but playing a tired child waking up. Yeah. It's just like, 
your kids, my kids, waking perhaps up when they, they were that age. <laughs> perhaps they did let him go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just that whole thing was so natural. It wasn't like he was like theatrically rubbing his eyes or no, anything like that. No, no, none of it was overactive. No, and he gets up and he, he genuinely looked as if he'd just been woken up. Um, and it's just his reactions. And, and Dustin Hoffman's reactions to the child, it's like, I want my mum. Well, I'm all you've got. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, it's just yeah. that one line and it sort of punches you in the stomach because you think, Jesus, this is like a proper family snapshot of what's going on here. Yeah. And the the bit of right near the end, the bit where they were making uh, French toast for the last time. Right, this is the bit I mentioned to you on the phone last night. I said I wanted to hear your reaction to how things progress there's a thing that happens at the beginning yeah and then you see the development at the end whereas the french toast at the beginning is a complete disaster <laughs> slightly yeah but then it becomes this orchestrated thing that they've got down yeah, pat but it was the fact that but also you know it's their last day together <laughs> yeah there was just no conversation from the child no. and it was just did you go right at the bit where he hugs him and you just hear the child go yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, get, get just look at me phone now. Like, that was the bit I wanted <laughs> yeah. to talk to you about because that, out of all the films, you know, bits and pieces that will affect you, mm. nothing is said for that five minute, four minutes, whatever it may be. And he just picks him up, he hugs him, and you hear the child start to cry. And, and Dustin yeah. Hoffman, it's, the tear is in Dustin Hoffman's eyes. I'm welling up now talking about it. <laughs> so, liked it, bordering on loved it. Yeah, yeah. It's strange, it's not a film that I'd hurry to see again. Because I now know it. Yeah. Um, it's not a film that's got twists and oh, things no. that you're, you're going to forget and then yeah. you think oh yeah um, yeah I'll watch it again in several years time or maybe if I stumble across it on TV I'd, yeah. I'd watch it but no I I did enjoy it I I was surprised I haven't let you down yet have I mm. apart from Mildred Pierce <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was trying to think of ones you let me down on no. Twelve Angry Men singing no, in the rain. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that rubbish? Oh, um, the Japanese thing. Oh, no, that was Liam. That was Liam. Throne of Blood. Yeah. Yeah. No, the um, one at the football stadium. Oh, two minute warning. Yeah, that was um, disappointing. Yeah. Let's say it's disappointing. Poor. But... I think. <laughs> Even though I loved it. <laughs> but this, I think, I hoped you'd like this one. Yeah. It. I didn't go into it with a mind where I'm not going to like this. Yeah. I I was thinking to myself, mm, not sure on this one. <laughs> but no, I mean, Meryl Streep, thankfully, wasn't in it too much. But I did find very creepy was the watching the child from the coffee shop. If you flip this completely and do, do the male-female role reversal... Yeah. There'd have been a lot of difference. It's, 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 I think that's what makes it interesting, which makes it intriguing and makes why I like this because mm. it's it's Dustin Hoffman's side of things and Meryl Streep's perception of him that it's well, he's obviously the bloke and he's not going to be able to cope. But then, thankfully, the neighbour 
is, yeah. is backing him up, saying, no, things have changed. You don't know how yeah. deep this bond has I become. I thought they were going to get it on. Yeah, but he gets it off with Joe Beth Williams. That's a funny scene with Joe Beth Williams. <laughs> what when she comes out and <laughs> used to I'm, live? I'm a friend, I'm a colleague, I'm, I'm a business <laughs> associate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start naked. And he says, do you like fried chicken? <laughs> The beautiful innocence of children. Yeah, that is brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. And he actually asked Dustin Hoffman later, he says, are you going to marry? I can't remember her name. And he went, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's a perfect, uh, I'm, I'm going to have a look in a second as to what was in contention for the Oscars that year yeah. because it would be interesting to see. Let's have a look. So the Best Picture nominees this year... Obviously, Kramer versus Kramer won it. All that jazz. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is the Bob Fosse thing with Roy Schneider. Yeah. Apocalypse Now. Oh, wow. Now, you can imagine, this is going to be the big rift then, isn't it? This beat Apocalypse Now. Yeah. That's the big rift. And then there's two minor ones. There's Breaking Away, which is the P.E. Yates directed cycling movie. I think Dennis Quaid was in it. No wonder I've never heard No, of and then it. there's a thing called Norma Ray. But... That's the battle, isn't it? I think Apocalypse Now, Kramer versus Kramer. You've got your two yeah. camps there, haven't you? What, what's going to win there? Yeah, that, that is quite um, a huge... It's the upset one, isn't it? It's a bit range like... between the two films. Yeah. Because like, you're going to get the... I don't want to sound sexist, but a lot more women <laughs> would like Kramer, Kramer versus, versus Kramer, Kramer than yeah. men. <laughs> the blokes would want Apocalypse Now. That's yeah. true. And it's a bit like... Uh, I don't know when Dances with Wolves beat Goodfellas. You know, is that or, yeah. you know th- somebody's made a wrong decision here? But I don't know. I mean, as much as I love Apocalypse Now, if Charlie was sitting here, he'd fight me now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Kramer's Kramer Apocalypse Now. It's a tough one. Yeah, I, tough I found one. Apocalypse Now. I did like the film, but it was again the direction was there in Apocalypse Now. I well, think yeah. I think that was more it, well the the, the, shit, the the shit that went on in making the film you know the, oh, the yeah, struggles yeah. and the heart attacks and the the older shit that went on Kramer versus Kramer is just a, a walk in the park you know it's a very yeah. easy film to make but yeah it's probably one of those ones that have gone down in history as like oh yeah. I bet that was near the wire I bet that was close oh yeah that yeah. that would have been the the thirty or forty people that. Choose arguing round a table. Yeah, we'll put it this way as well. Look at this, right? The actors, right? Hoffman won it mm. as best actor, but look who he was in contention with: Jack Lemon for the China Syndrome, mm. Al Pacino and Justice for All, Roy Scheider for all that jazz, and Peter Sellers for being there. Jesus! Now that's a lineup. Yeah, that's, I never knew Peter Sellers had been nominated for an Oscar. That was his last movie be in there it's where he plays Chance the Gardener it's a very a very serious role for him mm. he's he's mentally um, I can't say mentally challenged can I yeah you can it's um, he's, learning difficulties he's got learning difficulties he's uh, it's a very great film with um, I think Shirley MacLaine's in it and, uh, but going back to our earlier conversation mm. nominated a film that's got some kind of mental or physical disabilities would have been a shoe in, yeah. <laughs> would have been a shoe in, mate. Because I think the following year was an elephant man coming out about this time oh, as well, mm, and all that sort mm. of stuff. Interestingly, Streep 
wasn't nominated for Best Actress. She was Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, because her role wasn't... You said I, she doesn't I, make a great I think sometimes appearance. they go on screen minutes, don't they? Sometimes, but no, no, not always. Oh, I know no, recently yeah, not always, that's no. changed, yeah. yeah. So, up against Streep, right, which she won for Best Supporting Actress, really? right? Yeah. Uh, Jane Alexander, who was the neighbour. Yeah. She was nominated. She was on in it more, more than, than Meryl Streep. And was better. Yeah. Barbara Barry, who... Don't even know she was no. in Breaking Away. Candice Bergen in Starting Over, and Mariel Hemingway in Manhattan, the Woody Allen film. So two people got nominated for the supporting actress role, and Streep took it. And obviously, I think the best director, I think the director won as well, and there was a couple of others. So that was the big one of the year. Best picture, best director, best actor, mm-hmm. best adapted screenplay, oh, right, best supporting. Because it was based on a, a novel, wasn't it? It came up in the credits, I remember yeah. that, yeah. Yes, uh, it was... It's an interesting movie, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's. I'd like to say that times have changed and that court would, have, would now rule in favour of the father. Let's talk about that, because that's... But, it's still very much in favour of the mother. Yeah. It's a very powerful last sort of 20 minutes or so. Mm. Street reappears after about 45 minutes, and we see her a couple of times. And the last half an hour or so is devoted to the courtroom scene. And you can see the battle that's going on and the dirty tricks mm. that are happening. The twisting of words. Yeah, but then there's words that aren't said. It's just a look when something's said and it's like Dustin Hoffman's eyes say, sorry, this has come up, or Meryl Streep yeah, is like, I didn't mean because this Because when they happen. pressured Meryl Streep into saying um, that it was her fault that the relationship broke down. Yeah, you've never had a relationship that's lasted. Yeah, and, all, yeah. and you can see her look at Dustin Hoffman and he's saying, no, don't, do, don't admit it, yeah. almost, but or she has to. Or it's not my fault. I don't yeah. know what he's actually saying there, yeah. And the neighbour, you know, she's being forced into admitting that she pretty much told her to leave. Mm. And it is, it's just this dirty tricks campaign, one trying to get... And, and the solicitor, Howard Duffy, actually says, if you're going to take this any further, I've got to bring your son on the stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Hoffman's like, <laughs> no, and, and again, that's a sign of a, a brilliant parent mm. in saying, "I'd rather, yep, I'd rather he go to his mum, yeah. and and live happily than be torn apart in court." Yeah, yeah, it it just hits every button. As you and me both as parents, I think you're like, yeah. "Whoa!" Yes, both parents have sort of relationships sort of broken down as well. It's, yes, um, knowing. <laughs> Knowing sort of partly how they feel. Yeah. 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 It was a good ending, though. I didn't see that. I, I didn't know the ending. Yeah. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. It, it just... You have this five minutes of heartbreak as it's almost this goodbye. And they're sitting there with all the bags in front of them. The kid's all dressed up, you know, with his coat on and his... No, <laughs> no in one of those really thick cardigans it, it, with the star, almost collar on the, it. The Starskin Hutch cardigan, yeah, wasn't it? It was one of those. He's sitting there wearing it. And he goes and meets her down in the lobby. And he says, you go up and tell him, I'll stay down here. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends. Yeah. That's it. That's what I said about even the emotional parts of the movie. Yeah. They didn't linger too long. You'd have got another director in that 
and they could have dragged that out for at least another half hour or hour and yeah. made that into some epic sort of courtroom drama and tearjerker combined. Yeah. But what was it? Hour and 45? Something like that. Something it wasn't like even that. two hours, yeah. mate. Yeah. And I, I thought it was just about perfect in, in the fact of how long they spent on each scenario. Yeah. I mean, Robert Benton, the director, he's not massively known for being a director. He's more a writer, screenwriter. And he wrote Bonnie and Clyde, and he was part of the Superman, Christopher Reeve. You know, he wrote parts of that. Um, and as a director, you know, he, he, he did a few things. Places in the Heart with Sally Field, I think, was the next one. But not a massive, massive director. This was his biggest moment. And... Yeah. Quite rightly so, I think, you know. But it's, it's it's strange, isn't it, that even on the back of such a massive movie at the time, he didn't really capitalise on it so much. We never heard of him since you know, since you didn't know who it was, I didn't no, really know who he no, was. I've never heard of him, no. no. And I think, as you said, this is the early sort of Meryl Streep era. I don't know how this stands with Dustin Hoffman, because obviously we've had Midnight Cowboy and The Graduate and all that lot before. I think after this, where do we go in the eighties? To- I can't Tootsie remember. would have been straight after this. Tootsie was eighty three. Billy yeah. Bathgate was the same director. Actually, I think he brought him back for that. Yeah, it's 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 just a nice movie from nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty. That I think actually defines the late seventies. Actually, when you look at Oscars and things like that, it's one that people go, "Oh yeah, Kramer versus Kramer." That is. That era of movie, that era of the and, Oscars, and it it is a subject that I don't think I know another movie, especially prior to this, not to make it the focus that would have mm. touched on a custody battle where the father is oh no the, the one in yeah looking after the child yeah as the keeper of the trivia, is there anything you want to let us know what actually what went on during the movie? Yeah. Well, rather than trivia, mm-hmm. a bit of controversy, allegedly. Ooh, okay. Whilst, like the film, mm. whilst the film was being made. Um, Hoffman has been widely reported to have harassed Streep during the making of this movie. Really? Uh, in a magazine interview in Time in 1979, Streep claimed that Hoffman groped her breast on the first meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 Um, the two actors battled over their characters Street wanted to portray Joanna as more sympathetic and vulnerable than she was written a famously committed method actor Hoffman would also hurl insults and obscenities at Street taunting her with the name of her recently deceased fiance John (gasps) John Cazale To draw a better performance out of her. No! (laughs) He famously threw a wine glass against the wall without telling her, although he did inform the cameraman. Was that the bit of the restaurant where he throws the wine? Yeah. Um, Which shattered and sent glass shards into her hair. Her response was, next time you do that, I'd appreciate you letting me know. Oh, my God. Um, In 2018... Streep said this was my first movie and it was my first take in my first movie and he just slapped me it was overstepping oh so this was before Deer Hunter yeah so this was her first 
it probably w might have been recorded in 78 perhaps even well, in seven into yeah. 77 or something so it definitely was the beginning of the street mm. era <laughs> and and what a beginning it was because she won the oscar for best supporting actress that's yeah. probably how it all snowballed yeah because deer hunter must have been 1980 yeah thinking about it yeah Interesting. Yeah, never knew that. You, you, I could see Hoffman sort of later into the eighties and nineties being a challenging actor to work with because of that method thing. I yeah. know that was a big thing with him, wasn't it? Because, oh, oh, a tomato. You know, I got to be a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's, um, Takes it just one step too far. Yes. Okay. You know how much I love this movie, and if we were down to the rating system, are we doing out of 10? Out of 10, I yeah, think it's... A it's, 10. Uh, it's a 10. Oh, hello. It's... <laughs> a, cat, a cat has just popped its head over the table. Oh, custody battle over the cat. Right. Um, <laughs> the rating system for me, if we're doing out of 10, I would struggle to put it anything less than a 10. Okay. Because... As I said, the first time I watched it, I was, I was only about 14, 15. It was the Christmas Boxy Day movie. Yeah. And I watched it, wasn't expecting anything. I just knew it was just the, the big movie of the season sort of thing. And I loved it. And, and ever since then, I pretty much have watched it. must be in double figures. Don't watch it every year. I'm not like a, you know obsessive Kramer versus Kramer fan or anything like that. But it's something I go back to every sort of two or three years. And even on this watch, I discovered stuff in there that I've completely forgotten or hadn't noticed before. That, you know, there's that music at the beginning, which is the guitar and the mandolin playing. And Do you all know that. what? Mm. When they walked past, and the guys are playing it. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten that or hadn't I, noticed. It. I instantly tried to Google that because I thought that's going to be someone famous in disguise yeah. or something. Because buskers playing classical music yeah. is extremely strange. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that that thing, I thought, I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that when she's packing the suitcase to leave, Billy's T-shirt is over her shoulder. And it's the last thing she... I, I forgot she packed his yeah. T-shirt. And you know why, because it'll have his... Smell on smell, it. Oh, yeah. But even then, she doesn't take the suitcase, does she? No. Because of like what happens. I've forgotten stuff like that. So even watching it and being familiar with it, I still found stuff in it yeah. this time round which is the mark of a, a a good movie, I think. So, yeah. for you, first time watch, I out am, of ten. I am going to say eight. That's bloody high for you. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. struggle to get you above a six sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it, it really surprised me that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, I was I was really dreading the fact that I'm thinking this is going to feel like a long ass movie. <laughs> but, Scott's thrown another one at me. Yeah. yeah, just the way it was made, it it was. It's slow paced though, isn't it? It's not. It's slow paced, but not on any one particular scene or subject at yeah. a time. It flits nicely from work to home life to other things, the, the that are going custody on. battle yeah. and everything. Mm. So, yeah, it doesn't make you... It's not one of those where you start to fidget in your seat because you're thinking, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable with... Like, There's enough going on yeah. there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a nice film. Cool. I'm glad you liked it. As I say, at the beginning, I thought, 
it's 50-50 with Paul on this one. It's going to be mm-hmm. a really hated it or pretty much liked it. So, oh, that's really good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, mate. Do you know what? Let's take a break and we'll be back with your choice with what we're watching next time. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Right then, Paul, next time it's going to be me and you again on our own. God bless us. So it's only fair that you choose the movie. I'm going to act surprised when you tell me, but I already know. <laughs> I hope so. You should have watched it. I have. <laughs> what we got next time, mate? So, so next time I have chosen the 99 movie starring Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie, The Bone Collector. <gasps> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I watched it yesterday. <laughs> oh, I like that movie. Well... Not, don't want to give too much away. I do like that movie, but see, the thing is, I chose it because I know I always liked it, but I didn't think it was that popular or more well-known movie. Yeah, and um, yeah, you knew it straight away. Oh God, yeah. But all I'm going to say to you is, I've watched this three, four, five times possibly, and this viewing, the shine slightly came off of it because you know. But yeah. we'll explain yeah. in the next episode. But yeah. um, my memory of it sort of changed a wee bit. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to slag it off. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Let's see you next time, Paul. Thanks for being here, mate. It's a pleasure. See you later. See ya. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. Astrid, I'm stepping in purple jamboree. It's worse than two cats on a fence. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said Don't wear a frown Try positive thinking Laugh at your troubles instead You've got to look On the bright side On hope so much depends With your confidence sinking Positive thinking Helps you on the way my friend When things look black Try Positive thinking, treat every season as spring. No glancing back, try. Positive thinking, trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.